it's gonna be uh, it's, it's, it's it's gonna be it's weird but yeah time. like the funniest was with andrew because he was like oh i am andrew and then like the first time you ever did it i was like what's wrong with you like do you know how to conversation i didn't know he i didn't know he had one yeah oh no he has one on my personal one called barstool christianity which i haven't rec- i've only recorded two episodes oh i didn't know you had your own personal one yeah i haven't advertised it yet on purpose i'm gonna record like 10 episodes before i get it out there but yeah. then coronavirus hit in the middle of me getting them all recorded so then i stopped doing it because gotcha. i honestly got too busy yeah um sweet so you're good yeah i think okay. so all right I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna let it go for like two seconds of silence i'm gonna go all right welcome to the uh avenue road baptist church midweek breakdown uh welcome back we have had a brief well not brief we had a hiatus of a few months i think actually um i don't know however long the pandemic has lasted that's how long we haven't recorded any of these podcasts uh and i would love to come up with a great reason why uh but quite honestly there was just so much going on at the church uh and all of our staff got laid off uh and so it was just myself trying to trying to keep most of the tech side and everything running and so we just thought that this was one of those things that we could put on a back burner for a bit and so we did and now that things are kind of on the upswing uh coronavirus maybe is starting to get a handle or we're starting to get a handle on it uh, it seems like we can start to do a bit more of the normal things, and one of those more normal things is this podcast. So welcome back. Today we are going to talk about youth culture. Today we're going to talk about uh, what does it be or mean to be a youth today or a young person today. What is it? What does young culture look like? Uh, I mean, I'm not particularly old, but at 31, <laughs> I know that I am totally out of touch with youth culture. Uh, so today we don't have Carly. We don't have a regular uh, other person on the podcast. Today we actually have someone different. Today we have uh, Cam Faber. Cam, say hi. Hey, guys. All right, Faber, that's Cam. Uh, Cam's going to introduce himself in a second. Before we start, Cam is um, he's one of our summer students. So Cam got hired on here about four and a half, five weeks ago. Uh, part of the Canada summer students, summer jobs, whatever. I don't know. It's a mumbo jumbo. A bunch like of that. things. Summer money from the government is what I'm going to call it. So free summer money from Pretty the much. government. Uh, and so Cam is one of our three summer students that is here. And they are doing a uh, virtual kids camp for the first time uh, ever, really. And so it's been awesome to see what they kind of come up with. And so Cam's been uh, working on that all summer. But beyond that, Cam actually belongs to our church. He's a member. Um I actually got the opportunity to baptize Cam uh, a year ago, like this week or something like that, around there. Oh, it was August 27. 27. So. You got it memorized. I do. I have it on my. I have tattooed oh, I mean, on my arm. So, on. That's, yeah. That's, I'll, I'll, I'll never fair. forget it. <laughs> that's fair. I was like, dude, you have it memorized. That's good. Uh, I don't know when I was baptized. I have a photo that my grandma gave me, and only reason I can ever go back to like to knowing is if I find that photo. I'm like, yeah, all right, that's when I was baptized. Yeah, yeah. I was like 16 or something. I, I don't know. It was, it was in the summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had the opportunity to baptize Cam a year ago. He has uh, went from one of our youth to a uh, bit of a junior leader to now a summer students uh, program guy. And uh, so today we are going to talk a bit about youth culture. So before we start, Cam, why don't you to introduce yourself a bit, tell us a bit about yourself, and then we'll kick into it. Yeah. So um, like Luke said, my name is Cam Faber. Uh, I, I'm working here at the uh, at the church for the summer student. Uh, virtual kids camp here. I'm uh I've been basically running the camp with two other kids. Um, I just graduated high school from uh, Southwood Secondary School in Cambridge, and I'm going to McMaster University next. Uh, like I said, in the fall, so in about a month, I'll be starting that. Uh, I'm doing a social sciences program first year, then gonna be ma- majoring in religious studies, come second year. 
And um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big baseball player as well. That's when probably... he says big, he means size. He's like six foot something. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> that works too. But uh, I uh, baseball is a big uh, big part of my life, and I'll be playing for Mac as well, and playing for Tri City Giants right now. And I mean, yeah, my life's basically just baseball. That's what I do a lot. So. Yeah. Hitting dingers, that's what it's all about. Pretty much, yeah. We uh, This is a backstory, but it's actually funny, and it's not even related. But we actually have a church baseball team, and we play in the local beer league. Um, we don't, we're not playing this year because of coronavirus, but last year we played. And last year we were so stoked because we're like, wow, we got great baseball players. I mean, I grew up playing baseball. Uh, I was like, well, you know, I've, I've played at a, at a semi-national level. I was like, we got we got Cam here who's who's played at a national level. I was like, we got guys who we're gonna we're gonna win this beer league softball <laughs> team. Uh, and like week two, Cam tore his hamstring, uh, and I was out for the season with a back injury. So we got smashed, and we were terrible. Yeah. Um, and this was gonna be our redemption year, and now there is no baseball. So I'm not sure if God just has like a sign like we shouldn't play baseball, uh-huh. but uh, I think we're gonna come back next year and we're gonna Hopefully. win the W. Yeah. Um, all right, let's kick into it. We're going to talk about youth culture and, and where that intersects with church culture uh, a bit. But before we, I don't want to get well too deep, we'll just start with some of the questions. So uh, the first question, I guess, and this some of these might be a bit tough, so I guess we can just answer them as honestly as best we can. Mm-hmm. The first one is, where does Christianity as lived and taught here at Avenue Road? So here in our ministry, like you're part of my youth ministry when I was a youth pastor, yep. and now you're part of the, the, the larger ministry as I'm the lead pastor. Um, so where does it, Christianity has lived and taught here, seem most disconnected from your life as a young person? I think kind of the first thing that comes to mind is definitely like, if I go here on a Sunday morning, it's age. I I feel like my age, specific, like specifically being 18, I kind of, you, you go there and you see one other, one other person who is around my age and it's kind of, um, just, it, it just seems like, like disconnecting that where I don't kind of fit in with any of like not quite like the 20 like young 20s but then I'm right. not like the again like the the 60s or you know yeah, you're not seniors so you yeah not yet so. no that's true because I think you're that's a fair point because uh, like you're saying like you don't fit necessarily in. I mean I didn't fit in when I first brought my uh, my wife when we were just dating when I brought her here for the first time she said to me after she's like I don't know if I can go to church with you because uh, she was used to a church with mostly young people and a big church. Uh, and she came here, and we were the only people under the age of, like, 50. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of young adults. Like, I mean, your your aunt was one of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, she even she's in, you know, late 30s. And my wife was saying, like, you know, we're, she's 20. She was 24 at the time. She's like, I'm young. Uh, the demographics changed a little bit. But you're right. Yeah. You still don't have yeah, that yeah. 18 to 25 really range mm-hmm. of people. So, yeah, when you talk about a gospel that's for all people of all ages, all places, and then the church is primarily filled with uh, gray hairs, um, yeah, it definitely does seem a little disconnected. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, if your friends could identify someone alive uh, as their hero, uh, so someone currently alive as your hero, uh, not your hero, sorry, as your friends would identify as their hero, yeah. who do you think some of your friends would label out? Well, I kind of find it difficult to like pinpoint one specific person. Yeah. Because I find like it's so many people are so many like are so different, and then like like with youth nowadays and like with my friends and experiences, I kind of feel like there's like so many people are different. They like different things, different types of music, different sports, and like I just I I just find like it's hard to pinpoint that one person who's just like in the middle. So 
the kind of way like I'm thinking about it is for heroes. I feel like people if they see um themselves like wanting kind of like what like where that uh, specific person's at in life kind of like say um we'll go back to baseball so like yeah. someone wants to be like Mike Trout right, like okay. they'll and like they like they want to be that like the best professional baseball player right. in the world like they like they kind of like look to him and like that kind of hero right, right. as well or it could and it could work for like someone who wants to be a musician could like look at their their favorite mus- uh, musician or like the so Kanye, whoever like yeah yeah, maybe right. Kanye, something like that, <laughs> or just like who, whoever, kind of like Kanye, yeah. where, where they, where they see themselves, or what they, they kind of want to strive to be in the future as their hero. Right. I find. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, if your friends are involved in sports, it's going to be some kind of an athlete. If your yeah. Friends involved in music, it's going to be one of like the famous musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your friends are in acting or drama, it's probably going to be like a famous actor and actress. I bet you none of your friends would label like. Like a well-known Christian, like a Ravi Zacharias. I mean, Ravi passed a few weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I don't think any of your friends would be like, "Who's your hero in life?" Oh, Billy Graham, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, Shane Claiborne. I don't think any. And I mean, that's 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 fair to say. I, yeah. I don't think many people would look at that. I think maybe 50, 60 years ago, when Christianity was like at the center of a lot of people's lives, especially in Western culture, more so in the states than up here, mm-hmm. uh, you might have got people saying like, "Oh yeah, Billy Graham," or you know, those kinds of people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What objections do your friends most often raise about Christianity? What kinds, like, what are your most common objections people hear about Christianity from you or me from your friends? Yeah. Well, okay, so this one's coming from non-Christian friends I know. Um, and it's, they, that I've heard a lot is kind of, like, the the rules and not wanting to fall. Right. Like, they they see religion, they see Christianity as basically just a big book of rules. Right. On, and and tell you. Notes. How, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and like tell you how to live and like they they don't like that like like yeah. teens like they don't want to be told what to do like the no one really wants to yeah what to do. yeah exactly like the it's like the stereotypical like the rebellious teen like yeah. like mom you can't tell me what to do like i'm my own person now yeah. like it, it, it's 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 like that type of thing where they they just they don't want to like follow all those rules or they don't they they don't see it kind of as what it truly yeah. is they they just see it as rules yeah type I of mean, thing and like that's all they yeah, I think that doesn't change necessarily even as you get older. I mean, uh, I laughed as you said that because like, um, you, you know, the government says wear masks. So no one <laughs> like a lot of people don't want to wear masks yeah. purely because the government said to Told wear masks. To, yeah. If they became like a culture thing, if masks became cool, like say Mark Wahlberg and like Yeezy were, were just started wearing masks for yeah. no reason, we would start wearing them as a culture and be like, yeah, those are cool. We're going to wear them. But because the government said so, we don't want to do it, yeah. right? So, I mean, Christianity has this perception of it's a list of do nots. Mm-hmm. And people go like, oh, you say do not? I, I don't want to be part of that then. Yeah. Um, that perception is funny to me because, I mean, it would be a way bigger book. I mean, like, yeah, you've got Leviticus and Exodus a bit and, you know, Deuteronomy uh, where there's a lot of law codes written in there, mm-hmm. a lot of law and ways of living. Um but I mean, those books would be 15 times as big if instead of writing "do not do this," we wrote "you can do this." Yeah. Right. Um, you know, when you go anywhere, it's easier usually to say the things you shouldn't do than it is to say the things you should do. Like yeah. people say, Christians, you know, oh, you have no freedom because you can't do this. I mean, yeah, sure, there's a few things that we're not supposed to do, but like the Bible would be so much bigger if it was a list of stuff you can do. Like yeah. here's all the things you're allowed to do. 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. to one degree, people are right. The Bible, there is a good chunk of it that's like, hey, don't do this. Avoid yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that would just be – imagine, like, even even getting on an airplane. There's certain rules you're allowed to do exactly. on an airplane. Imagine if that, that flight attendant's thing when you got on the airplane, instead of being like, hey, don't do this, it was a list of things you can do. And they just had to go through every single thing you're allowed to do on the airplane. That would be, yeah. like, hours long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, airplanes kind of suck already. So, I mean <laughs> – um that's fair i hear that yeah. obje- objection still yeah. even from my friends I know, um yeah. this one's so random if god could allow you to add let's just do one command okay. add one command to scripture what would it be if god allow you to add yeah. one thing um okay so i'm gonna go with to listen so okay. i okay so like as like this, this podcast is going to be about youth culture i'm i, I want or i would want to change like listen to people listen to and we're going to, I guess, like to, to the young people, listen to wh- wh- where they're coming from, yeah. listen to kind of what their cries about the church are, kind of what they think is wrong, flawed with the church. Right. And actually kind of like pay attention to them. Because I, I find it like in church, it's really relevant that people just like, oh, like you're a teenager, you, you right. don't know anything. Literally. Like you, you yeah. like your point is useless. Yeah, yeah. You because, know nothing because you don't yeah. have gray hair. Yeah, exactly. And like... I remember you said to it like in a conversation with me before, like people wouldn't yeah. I, I, like call you Pastor Lucas when you were a youth pastor. Yeah. But then when you become the lead pastor, you're Pastor Lucas now. Like yeah. it's 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 kind of like they don't they don't see that or and they don't kind of um like pay attention to that. So I find like if but like actually listen to people yeah. and then I find that when you listen, you show that you care. Yeah. And then it's kind of like a form of ministry because like when people kind of realize that they're cared for, that they they do belong in the church that that's kind of when they're going to start yeah. to like think more deeply into like, like maybe not like pull them directly in, but they're going to start thinking like, okay, like these yeah. people care about me. They, they want me here. Like maybe this is something like I, right. maybe like God is real. Like he, yeah, yeah. like, like this caring father figure, whatever, like is wanting me to come. Literally. I think, I think you're, I think you're hitting the head. Like that would be probably the best thing that you can command. Like, I command you to listen. Like one of the commandments, like number 11 is like, thou shalt listen to the voices of young people and actually listen, not just Mm -hmm. hear them, but listen. Cause I think you say like, listen and pay attention and pay attention is part of listening. I think, I think as a culture, we suck at listening. We hear. And even when we hear, like even in a conversation, a lot of times you're having a conversation with someone, you're hearing what they're saying, but you're only hearing enough so that you can respond with. Right. So it's like, Oh, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I'm not taking it and absorbing in it, really ruminating on it, mm-hmm. uh, thinking about it, reflecting it. I'm hearing just enough so that I can refute your point, right? Because we're yeah. so quick to argue and troll each other on Facebook. We don't actually listen to what someone else has to say. Yeah. And when we listen, when we listen properly, listening is like, okay, I hear what you're saying. I, am I correct in hearing this right? Is this what you're saying? Okay, this is what this person is saying then. What what can I glean from that? Is there truth that I could apply to that? Do mm-hmm. Is there anything in there I can agree with? Or do I just want to disagree with it all just because I'm one of those trolls online? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that listening is something we're terrible at as a culture, and you're yeah. 100% right. Yeah. I think the church sucks at listening to young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that story you tell is so true. Like, the first Sunday after I was officially voted in from uh, being a, a youth pastor and became the lead pastor, people who never, ever, ever called me pastor when I had the title of youth pastor immediately the next sunday 
call me pastor. It won't call me anything but pastor, mm-hmm. pastor Lucas, pastor, pastor, can I talk to you? When I was a youth pastor, it's like, hey, Lucas, hey, Lucas, Lucas. But as soon as you're the, 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 the lead yeah. pastor, all of a sudden it's different. Uh, I mean, I didn't change. I still wear the same, you know, <laughs> jeans and like a polo to preach in. Uh, I didn't get my tattoos removed and I still wear a hat everywhere. Um, but all of a sudden, I didn't have the title youth. Yeah. And so like people listen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a huge frustration of mine growing up. Um, we had a, uh, a session here like two years ago. I still remember it. Um, talking about like what kinds of changes do we want to see in the church? And music came up. Inevitably, when we talk about changes, you talk about music and worship, mm-hmm. especially in worship, music as worship. And I said, you know, the young people think our music sucks. Um, because it's it's old, it's dated, it's it's not up to date with where their culture is, and there's great you know hymn based or even praise song based new Christian music out there. Yeah. Someone said, "Why should I change?" Literally, someone in this church, uh, great great person, great hearted, just didn't really understand what we we're saying. They said, "Why should I change what I like on a Sunday morning for people who aren't even here yet?" And I stood there and I thought, like, you didn't hear what you just asked, like. You're saying, why should I change for people who aren't even here yet? And what mm-hmm. we're saying is they're not coming because you're refusing because this, to yeah. change, right? It's yeah. like, it's like you, you know why they're not here is because that's your sentiment. And if yeah. you would have changed that and said, how can I change even just the style of music that we play so that mm-hmm. others would feel more comfortable? I feel like if we had that attitude about everything, you're right. We would listen yeah. more. Yeah. Um, I think that's super fair. That would yeah. be that be my advice for the church too. Yeah. Is listen more. Stop, you know, yeah. stop talking as much as we talk and, and just shut up for a bit and listen. Yeah. And I think like like that doesn't just necessarily like go with youth. Like I think yeah. it I, I and like I'm obviously brought that up cuz it like this is like the the youth culture podcast, but um it it'll be effective for in my opinion at least like like anybody in the church just like listen to every single like what everyone has to say like maybe there is people like that who struggle with like like who the older people who who struggle with change and Mm -hmm. like kind of like if if people like maybe aren't coming strictly for the music like maybe like if they listen more and kind of like well i i want to be like more like yes i i think like music should change but i want to be considerate of of yeah. like what like the people are used to and like what they're comfortable sure. with and kind of like help them along with transitions and stuff too yeah. i think so yeah i think you're right i think we i honestly think our culture sucks at listening and i think the church is not is not immune to that i think the yeah. church sucks at listening yeah. we we want to hear only what we want to hear and everything exactly. else gets thrown out yeah. i mean i remember one time i talked about missions and the reason that the mission of a church sometimes fails is because we focus on all the wrong things and we focus on just like details we focus on things that don't matter and because we're focusing on these small things we forget the main goal of the mission and the mission fails mm-hmm. and so i said you know so let's keep the main thing the main thing let's keep you know telling people about jesus and loving them like jesus would let's keep that our focus and this kind of whole that was kind of the whole message and someone came up to me after and said uh, they really wished i would wear a suit more often when i preached and i was like you need to go back in. You need to re-listen. re-listen yeah. You need to hear that whole thing again. Because I bet you the whole time I was talking, all they could think of was, oh, he's wearing jeans, right? If only he wore a suit. If only he wore a suit, then yeah. I would listen. And it's just like, you know, we just, we don't listen. We, yeah. we hear what we want to hear and we see what we want to see and we, we don't listen. Yeah, it's just like pe- like what, what people like perceive as like who is worthy of yeah. saying something. Exactly. Thing. Like, like you're you're only like you're only worthy of listening to if you have like a 
PhD or right, you're yeah. only like in something yeah, yeah. exactly yeah you got a doctorate or a PhD like oh I'll listen to I'll you. listen to you now oh but. like oh you don't have one of those oh I'm not gonna listen to you yeah but I mean like when we think like that, and we do that in the church all the time yeah yeah and when we do that in the church we forsake the fact that like Paul didn't have a degree Timothy was a nobody and didn't have a degree all the women who are mentioned in the gospel wouldn't even have been allowed to, to really to preach or to do anything else and yet they're so important in the gospel and and Paul basically says listen to these people do what they're saying like ladies keep r- running your little small groups in your churches and your home churches keep doing those things because you're doing awesome uh, none of them would have had degrees none of them would would, would even had education yeah. and and we want to throw that all out we're like well sorry you don't have an MDiv so we're not gonna listen to you yeah um, yeah it, it, it just makes me shake my head and go like, mm-hmm. where did we forget all of this yeah um, we're going to do two, two last ones, two last ones, okay. I think. Um, let's do, let's, I'm going to skip a couple. Let's do a number right here. We're going to talk about, what do you think the top three issues the church would speak out on more frequently? Okay. Um, the top three issues you think the church should speak out more frequently. And mm-hmm. then we'll do the inverse of that. What are the yeah. things that the top three things the church needs to just shut up about for a yeah. while? Yeah. Okay. So. I think this one kind of came to mind because we were having a conversation before about this, but um, I think if like people need to start kind of talking about uh, like inequality in the church and then okay, also yeah. um, like we were talking about earlier, um, like indigenous kind of like, culture, yeah, yeah, and cultures yeah, and kind of sure. like acknowledging that like Luke made a point um, in a conversation, uh, not on, uh, on not camera, but microphone, I guess you could say, but, um, <laughs> about how, like, uh, our church is on like indigenous land, but we yeah. don't acknowledge that. Like we yeah, just, we, we just take it as our own. Like this is right. Like this is ours type of thing. And I, yeah. I think that that's kind of something like it's, it's important to kind of realize like where, like kind of where like the story of the church kind of, or like this yeah. church, like this building uh, specifically kind of came from yeah. and kind of like, yeah. And, and like, like why we have that here. I think yeah. like that's a, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't in our church. Like, I, I want to put a plaque up, and I propose this idea, and it's kind of been put on a back burner uh, by some people. Of we sit on the Haldeman tract of land, like we sit on the six kilometers on each side of the Grand River that was promised to the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe people. Um, we don't even acknowledge it. Like, I mean, I'm not calling for our church to give the land away, and I'm not, I'm not calling for anything crazy. I'm yeah. calling for us to spend 150 bucks on a plaque. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will want to say like, oh, do we really need, is that a big deal? It's like, it's a, it's a plaque and it's not a big deal for the $150, but it's a huge deal to acknowledge the fact that like we stole this land and this, like we stole this place. And yeah. and this is, yeah, yeah. Indigenous mm-hmm. culture is something that we don't talk about. That's one yeah. for sure. And inequality is another, that's a good one yeah. too. What about your third one? What you got for third? Um, I'd say kind of like, I hear a lot of um, like people saying like, how can we get the church to be younger? Mm-hmm. But then I don't really hear people actually going in depth with it, kind of actually right. stopping and thinking um, or like kind of speaking or doesn't come up in meeting or like it, yeah, it, right. it'll come up in a meeting. Like we need to get this place. Like we need kids, like we need teams, right. we need younger people, but then that's all like that. Yeah. that that's how they, they, they don't want to hear no, what the they don't want. Steps are yeah. yeah. And like, I think as a, like, as a youth, I know like I've I've been blessed like my like my church experience has been good like I've grown up with my family in a yeah. church. But then I know if people don't have that, they um, if 
like they they want to experience the church but maybe they don't like right. their parents aren't like on Christian right. they, they they don't have like the way yeah. or they like they don't have people to kind of grow up with they need to go on their own yeah. they kind of are looking for something specific but then like the churches don't have that yeah. and then when they when people actually kind of think and this goes back to like listening when people actually listen to what the what the youth want like what like we um kind of look for in a church like what is important to us um actually kind of think about that actually kind of like right. talk about how we can bring like we can actually make our our congregation like multi-generational yep yeah that's fair um yeah and i think that touches in on that listening thing again right like we don't talk about it because nobody wants to listen to what yep. the answer is right like if if i went to the church and was like oh okay i have a uh, a thing here that is going to it's a solution that's going to guarantee uh you know a 200 percent increase in our use by next week yeah they'd all want to listen uh but if i said it was going to cost a lot and if i said it was going to be a lot of effort on uh a lot of people's halves uh, it, the, the support for it would start to diminish yeah. if i you know if i said it wasn't going to cost us anything and there's not gonna be a lot of work people will be all for it but when we say like it might cost us you know a hundred thousand dollars and it might cost us you know, 100 people volunteering mm-hmm. a couple hours a week, we're not really that interested in doing yeah. it. Like we'll be like, oh, I don't know, that's a lot of effort, a lot of work, you know. Um, yeah, I agree. We don't, we, we want youth and youth culture and young people to join the church. Mm-hmm. We kind of stop the conversation. Yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, we want them to join the church. And then we're like, all right, great, next no, conversation. Instead of being like, like, okay, how do we make that exactly, happen? Exactly, yeah. 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 Okay, and what three things should the church shut up about a bit? Okay. And this is fair. And you can, it, like, just because I <laughs> preach, you can still take shots. You can be like, Luke, shut up about this. You tough as all the time. Yeah. That's fair. Um, um, and I mean, if it it's not like our a tough church, one. if yeah. it's not our church, you'd yeah. be like, oh, it's not ours, but it's like in a general. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like there's a lot of like, again, like I, I kind of observe like a lot of church, like, or Christians, they kind of, um, they just kind of try to focus on like more of like, looking good they kind of try to like they try to build like the like they try to build the perfect church they try to build the perfect person try to build them up like the christian like the the perfect christian and i think like they um i think people kind of just need to stop with like what the perfect christian is right i think like because there's only one and his name is exactly yeah exactly yeah (laughs) like i think people need to kind of just stop like we'll go back i don't i'm Go back to your example of, like, we need to stop telling people, like, they need to wear a suit every Sunday. Oh, yeah. We need to stop telling people, like, they need to not wear hats in, inside of the church. Yeah. They need to, like, stop telling people what they, um, like, what like what they can and cannot do. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't know if you want to throw out a biblical reference, like, stop, like, pointing out the speck in someone's eye. Right. When you have the log in your eye. Right. Like, it, I think, like, trying to, like, that, like, just that persona of, like, trying to build, like, the perfect christian and like trying right. to and like the the way i see it it's it's mostly people trying to build others to be perfect when they because right. the, and they they are they think already themselves that they are the perfect one so now they're going to go and they're going to try to make yeah. people exactly like they are yeah type of thing and yep. yeah so it, it it could work it, it could work for like like pastors or just christians in general like doesn't have to be yeah. like a minister but I, I think once, that's a big, yeah. When I was growing up, there was a Roman Catholic church across the street from my house, and it was the funniest church because guaranteed 100 out of 100 times in the summer, uh, every summer, year after year, they had a dress code pasted on the front door of the church. And I always just wanted to be like, 
like I just wanted to post a sign underneath, be like, good to know that I'm not good enough based off the clothing I own, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's the kind, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I'm just like, oh, when that's what we focus on, mm-hmm. it's like really our biggest concern of the church is that our sound guy might wear a hat on a Sunday. It's like, <gasps> like oh my gosh, he wears a hat. Like, oh yeah. no, the Lord's not in the building because mm-hmm. he's wearing a hat, right? It's yeah. just like that's so stupid. Like mm-hmm. we concern ourselves with that. But, you know, a lady in our church can't afford groceries, and we don't talk about that very much. You're not going to hear that talked about at Sunday lunch after church. But definitely you're going to hear the fact that, you know, the sound guy wore a hat or mm-hmm. or one of the youth up front wore a hat or he sat during the songs instead of standing. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I don't know how to change all those. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, I do and I don't. Yeah. Um, I know how to change it. Just change comes slow. Exactly. Um, I think one of the greatest strengths uh, that this church has specifically that some other churches are really lacking uh, is that this church hired a hooligan to lead them. Uh, <laughs> they, I told them when they were in the intru- interview, uh, the interview process, there was four deacons and they were interviewing me talking about stuff. And I said, this will be either the worst mistake you make or the best mistake you make because we'll make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And they kind of asked me to unpack that. And I said, this will be the worst mistake you make because this could be the thing that, you know, really splits our church because there are some hardcore traditionalists that hate the fact that I'm young, don't wear a suit, I have mm-hmm. tattoos, and I refuse to talk highbrow theology on Sundays. I'd rather yeah. talk at, like, a pub level. Um, and... So I said, it could be the worst mistake because it could result in a split. I said, or it could be the best mistake because we're going to start making tons of mistakes because we're going to try new things. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, not to my own horn that I'm the best thing, but I think the thing that this church did was they, they totally went on a limb and said, let's hire somebody who's not been a lead pastor for 50 years. Let's hire somebody who doesn't have, uh, you know, his PhD in, yeah. in Greek. Let's hire somebody who's young enough and dumb enough to think that he can change the whole world yeah. and let's just fully get behind it. So mm-hmm. um, other churches out there, the pastors out there that are listening, like hire someone young. Uh, I don't care if it's, you know, your, your secretary or your youth person, um, hire someone young and let them make mistakes. When they come up with an idea that you're like, this sounds crazy and dumb, be smart enough to take a risk. Yeah. Uh, the best thing that I've learned is that when I'm think that somebody else is being a bit riskier than I would, uh, I weigh that and I go, is this, is what are the pros and the cons? And, you know, if, if this looks like a risk, what are the possible amazing things that come from this? Like, hey, let's take this risk. And if it blows up in our face, we didn't fail. We just learned an awesome lesson that that's something we should avoid in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it succeeds, we might have taken an amazing risk that changed the church. Yeah. And, like, you, you like, never, kind of never know. Like, yeah, you never If know. you don't take, like, like, these, like, especially, like, young people, like, we, like, they, I say we because, like, I'll consider myself young, but, um, uh, like, we we have these ideas and we have these, like, kind of, like, like, this knowledge because, like, we we're growing up in this, like, in in the time of change, like, especially right now, um, but, like, we're we're growing up in this time of change and, like, it's kind of, like, up to us to, um, like, to lead this change that like needs to happen like not even just like with christianity but like yeah um like a change like just in the world in general like um but then like we have all these ideas like we're we're learning from kind of how we're how we're growing up and like right. kind of how we're perceiving the world right now and it it like it gives people these op- like in churches these opportunities to like have these these people and like who have lived and 
living through these experiences that kind of can help them like help others and like can actually help the olders like kind of grow themselves because even though they they have like olders or the elders have like lived through changes of their own they're not living through the changes that are going on right now and like they maybe their past experiences could help a bit but they're not gonna it's nowhere near as much as valuable as kind of what we're going through now like like yeah yeah it's it's valuable in a different way i mean yeah yeah like there is some stuff in their experience that totally is translatable but when they think that like a change that happened 50 years ago they can do the exact same thing now they're negating Mm -hmm. the fact that you're bringing a different set of wisdom and i think that you said it already but like there's there's some stuff that we should glean from the older folks and from those with wisdom Mm -hmm. but there's a lot that they should glean from younger folks too yeah i mean we got told or we got some resistance when we hired a social media coordinator uh instead of a secretary um and we hired her to do facebook ministry and instagram ministry um then a global pandemic hit where we couldn't do any (laughs) in-person ministry and we kind of immediately I know that we felt really validated on taking a risk and hiring something to help us engage our online presence because then mm-hmm. all of a sudden ministry moved from in person to a lot of online stuff and we yeah. went like, huh, see, this is why it's important and, and, and folks who said like, oh, Facebook's a, a fad or Facebook's dumb or you know, we don't need our church on Facebook all mm-hmm. of a sudden went, oh man, we are so grateful. We listened yeah. uh, because you're right. We never would have needed this or thought we needed this you know, five years ago. But we went on a limb, and now it was no. the most valuable investments we made. Exactly, so, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right that there's they have wisdom, uh, especially the older folk have wisdom. They have things to share, and they have a lot yeah. to, to bring. But they need to remember that like what worked 60 years ago, even 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, what worked when I started youth ministry doesn't work now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you have to adapt and change. Yeah, like time, like, like things are constantly changing. Like yeah, like it's just, and it's gonna continue to be that way. And it's always, always it's it's gotta it, keep up yeah. the culture. Yeah. It's it's always going to be like the the younger generations who's o- who always bring that up because they're yeah. the ones who are living through that specific time and yeah. like that like that period of change. Yeah. So like in ten years, like, um, I like I'll have probably like, I could say kind of what my experiences as a teen through like a pandemic or through right. um, Black Lives Matter movements or like right. stuff like that. Like, but then if stuff like that kind of resurfaces in ten years, like, yeah, that'll be somewhat effective, but it's yeah. going to be. Like, Gonna be the eighteen-year-olds, uh, te- like yeah. from like ten or In ten, ten years, years those yeah, eighteen-year-olds, yeah, are are gonna be the ones gonna who are to are gonna to need to listen to them, yeah. Yeah, sweet, that's fair. Um, we are over time, so what I'm gonna okay. do is we will just wrap this up by saying uh, thank you to everyone who listens, uh, thank you to everyone who follows this podcast. If you're not a follower or a subscriber yet, uh, feel free to go on to iTunes or Spotify and uh, subscribe on there and if you have two minutes go on to itunes find our podcast on itunes and rate us on itunes because if you rate us on itunes it obviously helps us grow uh, and get higher towards the top of the podcasting list and then that helps others find our podcast and so thanks for listening share the podcast with your friends Uh, if you have comments you can throw them in the discussion sections or hit us up on facebook at abner baptist church Uh, send us in your hate mail and all your comments on there and uh yeah Thanks for listening. All right. Take it easy, everyone. See you.